right single receiver Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am joined, as always, with my good buddy, Tyler. Tyler is a contributor for reviewing the brew and our co-founder of Wisconsin Sports Trilogy and the host of the Brewers Trilogy podcast. You can find him and all of his content at Tyler Kurth on Twitter. As always, you can find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. And make sure you're following us on, on Facebook, the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast there. On YouTube, we have the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast as well. Um, and this is our first actual just video podcast. Now, we, we did do one together uh, that I listed in the video podcast play, uh, playlist, but this is the first one that's just us talking and there's no added um, film or anything like that. So make sure you guys are checking us out on all of those different channels. Today, we are going to briefly, and I mean briefly, look back at that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game from Sunday, and then we'll go forward and look forward to the Texans and what the Packers need to do to not lose two in a row. Before we get to all of that, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing well today. Um, yeah, like you said, it's our first video podcast going on here. And of course, I'm also on dog duty while we're doing this as well. So <laughs> I'll probably be looking over my shoulder a lot and <laughs> checking on the puppy, seeing what trouble she's getting into. But she might make her YouTube debut as well today as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think she might. With Before we got on air, um, we definitely heard some biting of the desk that Tyler's at. So <laughs> do not be surprised if you hear some more of that. Um, but let's get into this, Tyler. Let's think back to that Buccaneers game. Now that you've had time to calm down, um, what what are your overall thoughts? You know, is that more... Uh, you know, a one-time thing, or is that something truly to be concerned about based on their their play in that game on Sunday? Uh, well, I hope overall and score-wise that's a one-time thing because, I mean, it seemed like last year when the Packers got beat, like, that felt like a similar type of loss where they just got pummeled. <laughs> I mean, sure enough, they, they were up 10 nothing and then, you know, gave up 30 unanswered. That didn't happen last year, but it seems like adversity games last year, they just didn't know how to really respond. And I do think that is slightly concerning going forward. Um, you mentioned one-time things. And like, as I took a look back at the game and kind of what was happening, we talked a lot about pressure and, you know, what's happening with the Smith brothers. And Ben Fennell tweeted out some 
interesting stats from the game that Mike Penn actually dialed up a season-high 13 blitzes against the Buccaneers. Um, but he did it all primarily with, like, weird different stunts, having guys coming from out of coverage going in to try and get Brady. And Brady was just getting the ball out quick, like, under 2.25 seconds most of the time. Like, when you're bringing guys farther away from the line of scrimmage, of course you're not going to get home in those instances. And even when you're not, <laughs> that that's a really quick release time there for Brady. So I'm interested to see, you know, if Mike Pettin sticks with this newer or different types of blitz schemes that he deployed last week here against the Buccaneers, or if he just kind of goes back and says, hey, let's let our main guys do the work, which seemed to work last year quite well. Yeah, I... It did work well last year. I, I think you're right there, but Zadarius and Preston have not been the same this year, which is frustrating, to say the least. Um, you know, I think in the last podcast we mentioned, you know, Zadarius had that big game against the Falcons before the bye week and all of these things, but a lot of the times, you know, Zadarius is disappearing. Preston hasn't appeared at all this year. I think he has half a sack and I don't think there's a lot of pressures to go along with that, only that half a sack. And it, it's definitely concerning. And I think, you know, you talk about this defense and what needs to happen. Is is it Mike Pettin? Does he need to switch up his scheme, you know, you know, do more press coverage, which I think he needs to do, dial up more blitzes, which I think to a certain extent he probably needs to do a little bit more consistently. Um, is there stuff he needs to fix or is it these players? I think it's it's both. I think Patton has to be better. Um, I think he has to dial things up when he needs to. When you need a splash play, you need the team. You need a moment for the team. Um, you need to go get the pressure, get the sack, get an interception, whatever, whatever the case may be. you got to go at it. And to me, I think you have to really count on the players as well because like I said Preston Zedarius haven't been the same you know Kenny Clark hasn't been the same but that's probably not completely fair because he's played you know six quarters of football this year um Jair Alexander has been great but you know Adrian Amos Darnell Savage haven't been great so you know you get those key players to start playing well I think is going to make a big difference for this defense and to me the, the the issue from that Bucks game for me was 100% uh, this offense and the lack of, like the game plan was bad. And then the lack of changing, like coming up with new things to try to get something to work, just absolutely nothing worked. And, you know, seven punts, and I, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I would assume at least four of those are three and out. So that is pretty bad and a team that hasn't been really getting three and outs very often this year, a little bit frustrating. Hopefully it was a case of bad game plan and not adjusting on the fly and not a thing, something that we're going to continue to see moving forward. Let's move ahead. And I'm going to briefly talk about the injury report as we always do as Wednesday is the first day that we get that news starting on the Packers side the did not participate, I think, are pretty important this week. First and foremost, David Bakhtiari did not participate with that chest injury. Uh, Tyler Irvin still not participating with his wrist injury. 
Tyler Lancaster was out with a shoulder injury. Darnell Savage, Darnell Savage was out with a quadricep injury. And then Robert Tanyan did not participate as well with an ankle. Big, big players there, important players for this team that did not participate on Wednesday. Hopefully they can come back and make some sort of impact on Sunday, but we'll have to wait and see more about that. Limited participants, we had EQ, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Mercedes Lewis, Kevin King, Rashawn Gary, Chris Barnes, and then Jair Alexander is listed, but listed as a full participant. I think the important one here is Kevin King. You know, all the rest of those guys played on Sunday against the Bucks, so I do think it is nice to see Kevin King back, um, and hopefully this is a sign that, you know, it's just kind of a tweak and he'll be back for the rest of the season because he is important for this defense. I don't think not having him would have changed much last week because as we talked about in the recap podcast, you know, their pass offense wasn't incredible by any stretch. Brady had 166 yards. Their best receiver had, what, five receptions for 78. And Kevin King went to bet on him very much, if at all. So that's something that is big to get him back. And against a talented wide receiver room, even though they don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore, still plenty of talent in that wide receiver room. And then moving ahead to the Texans injury report, they had three did, did not participate. Their tight end, Jordan Aikens, uh, center, Kalan Croson, and then also J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was not injury-related, so not entirely sure what that means. I haven't looked into that fully, um, but he did not participate. The rest on the injury report were all limited. Larry Tunsil, the tackle, uh, Justin Reed, the safety, Peter Collaball, interior linebacker, Buddy Howell, running back, um, and then Dylan Cole, another inside linebacker. And I'm going to butcher this. A guard, Senelo Colomente, um, is also listed as limited. Tyler, what are your thoughts from the injury report? You know, how important do you think those did not participate, particularly for the Packers, are going to be? Yeah, I mean, it feels like every week this injury report just gets more and more significant. And with the bye week gone now, like, it just really sucks. <laughs> um, because now you just don't have that kind of free week to recover later on in the season. So, I mean, based off what you're saying, I think the Texans are in better shape injury-wise than the Packers are, for sure. And I feel like the Packers are, I think they've been somewhat kind of cautious with injuries, uh, especially since the floors come to town. So I would expect that to continue. And I bet you some of these guys who didn't participate, we probably won't see them on Sunday again either. So some other guys are going to have to step up. Yeah. And the Packers in general are very conservative with their players when it comes to injury. Um, look no further than the Devontae Adams situation right before the bye week. You know, he wanted to play. He felt like he could play and he was told he's not playing. Um, so they are very, very conservative. That's just who this organization is at this point. Um, I think David Bakhtiari is very, very important that he's potentially not going to be there. Um, Darnell Savage and Robert Tynan as well. But, I mean, to me, it's the same level of significance right before the bye or a little bit less. 
Because obviously you want David Bakhtiari out there. He's very, very important. And Rick Wagner didn't look like he could handle left tackle. But at the same time, you know, right before the bye week, we didn't have Kenny or Devontae Adams. So, like, that that seems like a little bit more significant. But I get what you're saying in the fact that it's just, like, significant injury or significant guy that's not going to be on the field on Sunday. Like, it just seems like that's happening every week. And that's a little bit frustrating um, but hopefully that means that the injuries are out early and everyone will be healthy going into the stretch run of the season and into the postseason. Let's move ahead and talk more specifically about the game itself. Tyler, what, what is the one thing you're looking at the, that the Packers need to do to beat this, you know, good Texans team? I think they're still a fairly good football team, even though the record might not show that. Yeah, I, it's kind of like a trap game almost in a way because <laughs> – they they do have some talent, I mean, but they really do struggle defensively. So when you ask me, like, what's the key to success here, I'm just going to say run the ball. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry single-handedly destroyed this defense last week, and yet the game still went in overtime. So that's kind of where that trap, you know, area comes in there. But if you take a look at the rushing yards allowed throughout the season last week, 263 team yards against them. The week before that, Jacksonville's 75. That's the only time they've allowed under 100-yard rusher. Then you back up. You got the Vikings, who ran for 162. The Steelers, 169. The Ravens, 230. And then the Chiefs, 166. So Aaron Jones in this backfield should be able to do some damage. I mean, in all reality, in a perfect game, it's a... Aaron Rodgers hands the ball off to whoever's in the backfield and they just run all over this defense and he doesn't have to do much. Like that would be the perfect game scenario right there. Um, but given this this Texans offense, I'm not quite sure if that's going to be possible or not. So let's get back to doing the things we've done well in weeks previous. Let's run the ball. Let's stay balanced. And I'm expecting a very successful rushing attack to lead us to victory. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Tyler. And you said Jacksonville was the only team that didn't get over 100 yards? Correct, yep. And we mentioned that in our bi-week podcast that it's just like let Gardner Minshew do everything he can to score as many points as they can to kind of keep them in games. Or if they go down early, then it's just the second half is all Gardner Minshew throwing the football. Um, so there's that. And then you look at their roster, I believe they're, they're starting running back James Robinson, I believe, is a rookie. Um, then they have Chris Thompson, who is a fine back, but nothing spectacular. Then they have um, the Wisconsin back, former Wisconsin back, Dare Ogumbawale. Um, so nothing like super spectacular in terms of their rush team. And like I said, they're kind of more of a pass team um, in, in regards to what they do best and, and really what they do often in Jacksonville. Um they're, they're definitely focused on that passing attack in Jacksonville. Um, so definitely something that I, I do think is important to mention there that, you know, the one time that they allowed less than 100 is because the other team probably didn't run the ball very often. Um, to me, I, I'm going to go back to the offense as well, and it's, it's definitely related. You know, you're saying just turn around and hand the ball off. I'm saying turn around and the ball off right after there is some sort of motion, whether that be jet motion 
orbit motion, just give me something because you mentioned in the pod, in the preview podcast for the Buccaneers about you know how this team differs when there's motion on runs versus when there's not. And that came to a head in that Buccaneers game. When Aaron Jones was going in motion, Jamal Williams was going off. He's getting 20-yard runs, all those different things. And then Aaron Jones is in the backfield and no one's running motion. He goes 10 carries for 15 yards. So to me, definitely hand the ball off. Take the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hand because he is still a fantastic quarterback. And with those weapons, that could be a tough offense to stop. So to me, it is take the ball out of his hands. So hand the ball off, but do that with motion because that is how this team is effective. Is motion, motion. Then you can play action, play action deep shot, and you got MBS, you got Devontae, you got guys that can take the top off and and get you those big plays. And newsflash, so can Aaron Jones, especially when there's motion involved in the play. So definitely kind of on the same board here. And I obviously the motions can help in the pass game. You know, get a jet motion and you've got that kind of swing screen basically to the side to a wide receiver or whoever's in motion. I think that's important. Even if Tyler Irvin's out, I don't care. You need to find someone to do that for you because that is very, very important. Moving ahead, we're going to go into our stat portion of the show. Tyler, let's let's hear what your stat is. Um, and for our normal podcast, we'll take a little bit of a break before we get back to you, Tyler. All right, and we are back. And Tyler, what is that one stat that you're looking for in this game? Uh, well, the stat isn't necessarily related to this game. I wanted to back up to what we talked about with pressures. And in specific, this one relates to Preston Smith. So if you take a look at his pro football focus stats through the first five games last year, he had 24 pressures and five sacks. Now you take a look at what he's done this year, and he has seven pressures and one sack. So obviously that's down quite a bit. And there's, you know, people out there saying, oh, well, you know, the Packers are dropping Preston Smith back in coverage more often. That's, you know, for the decreased numbers. Like, there is a crowd out there that kind of defends him. But through five games last year, he dropped back in coverage on 51 snaps. And this year, 51 snaps exactly as well. So um, I think just this kind of helps reiterate the point that these guys – aren't producing like it's not it's not that's just like the scheme is changing kind of what I mentioned early on where we're sending pressure from other areas it's for whatever reason this guy who was so successful last year is is being down quite a bit so not really related to this Texans game but I did want to point it out um, because it's important to think about going forward I've, I've seen that drop in a lot in the coverage, and I thought he was too. And then you look at those numbers, and they're identical. It's it's what I mentioned earlier. These top-line players need to produce better. That includes Zedarius, Preston, Kenny Clark to a lesser extent. Again, the injury plays a role there, um, but he needs to be back to what we saw last year. Um, the safeties need to be better. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, I don't think, are playing like they did last year, even though Savage was – you know, up and down as a rookie, I think there was some highlights and some flashes from him that we saw in his rookie year that we are just not seeing this year. So just your best players, your important players, just need to play better. And and that was the case. That's been the case on the defensive side of the ball 
all year, I think. And then in this game against the Bucks, I think it's it was the entire team just needed to play better. The the coaches needed to coach better. Like it was just everyone needed to be on their game, and they were not. Um, let's go into the DVOA section of the show. The Texans on offense are ranked eighth overall. Like I said, they're they're a formidable offense. They have a lot of talent on that offensive side of the football. And it starts with Deshaun Watson. He is very, very good and definitely a guy you got to consider um, and, and try to limit what he's going to be able to do because he is an incredible player. Defensively, not very good. 27th overall. Special teams, they're ranked 16th. And overall, they're 15th. Last week, they were 12th overall. Packers. Offense is ranked fourth, still in the top five. Somehow after that performance, I have no idea how. Um, but they were first last week, so, you know, they had some room to drop there. Uh, defensively, they are 30th. They were 29th last week. As I said on, on the review or the preview review recap podcast, wow, that was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on the recap podcast, I said that you can't put all of that on the defense. You know, there was a lot of short fields and or the defense just wasn't on the field when the Buccaneers were scoring. So um, that seems like probably the right spot because they're not playing great. Special teams, uh, they are eight. They were eight last week as well. Um, And overall, they are now 12th and they were sixth last week. So definitely... Definitely something that they they dropped because they did not play well, and hopefully they're able to bring those things back up. Tyler, do you have anything more on the football? Any other, you know, key matchups or things that Packers need to do um, to win this football game? Um, not in particular. I do think it is surprising that the uh, Texans got all the way up to eighth for DVOA on offense because, like you mentioned, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but, I mean, what, they're led by now Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, who, you know, I think they're decent receivers. They definitely have some speed, even Brandon Cooks in his older age now, and Randall Cobb's there contributing every now and then. So I think that does kind of back up the point that this offense can can give us some grief, and obviously with a, a – I'm going to call him a superstar quarterback in Deshaun Watson. He He knows how to make plays happen, and when we kind of talk about – this defense regaining its mojo and we've been talking a lot about the pressures <laughs> this is not an easy game to do that against <laughs> a good scrambling quarterback who can avoid pressure like that so um, it'll be interesting to see how our defense does against this offense this week yeah definitely I think if if you get the pressure you have to finish because if you don't finish he might turn negative eight into 16 like you, you if you get there you have to be able to make the play because, like you said, he can elude pressure pretty well. He's an active mobile quarterback, and that's going to be important. You know, you mentioned their their offense. You know, you start with Deshaun Watson in the backfield. You have David Johnson, Duke Johnson, two very, very solid options. Um, wide receiver position, you have Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. That That's a set of four that's, at this point in their career, all solid, if not spectacular, options. But you have four solid options. Uh, that that's going to be pretty good for your offense. So definitely a pretty good offense at the skill positions. 
Um, I don't think anything great at the tight end position. I think Darren Fells is a solid player. Uh, Jordan Atkins is is questionable for this game, so we'll see. But I think overall, at the skill positions, they're pretty solid on the offensive side of the football. So definitely something that it makes sense to me that they're top 10 because they are a very talented team offensively. Let's go into our score predictions, Tyler. What do you got as a score prediction? Oh, man. You know, I've been sitting here pondering this question throughout most of the day because I knew you would ask me this. And I think I'm going to go with a loss this week. Two in a row. So I say that because I feel like this Texans team is a team that could jump on us early. And I talked about adversity already. And, you know, we haven't responded very well to it. I feel like this could be a similar game to you think back to the Eagles game last year when Devontae went hurt and they just couldn't quite pull out that comeback. And it was really high scoring. And it was a game like you felt like you won, but you lost. Um, So I feel like it's going to be something similar like that. I'm going to go like 35-31 loss. Um, Just get down early and can't quite have enough steam to come back. Wow. I do not like you right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. I... I think, you know, there's this thing that people say, and I don't know who originally said it, but, you know, you have a team that just got embarrassed and they're a good coach team. They're going to come out and they're going to play extremely well and they're going to go win a football game in the following week. And that's what I think the Packers are going to do. I do think this Houston offense is going to give them some trouble. And I think the fire on Mike Patton is going to continue to come after this week, because I think Deshaun Watson and this Texans team is going to make a pretty big impact in that. They're, they're going to move the football. They're going to score some touchdowns. But I think this offense is going to be back to what we saw, you know, weeks one through four before the bye week. That's the offense we're going to see. It's not going to be this team we just saw. So Packers win 38. Texans score the same amount of points that Tyler said, 35. 38-35. Close game. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. Because I don't think either one of these defenses is particularly great. Now, my only caveat to that is if Preston, Zedarius, Kenny Clark, or Sean Gary show up, because Jayu's been there all year, I think Kevin King, when he's been in there, has been slightly more consistent than he had been in previous years. Um, and then that's been good. So if those two continue to play the, the way they have and Kevin King plays, and then you get your those four guys that I talked about, the three outside linebackers and Kenny Clark, you get them guys to step up and play how they can. And I, I think Rashawn Gary is playing closer to what he can or what he's capable of at this point in his career. I think he's closer to that than the other three. So those three need to really step up. And if they do, I think they probably could wreak some havoc on this team and make, make it interesting at least. Um, because I don't think the Houston Texans offensive line is particularly great. You know, Bill O'Brien, may he rest in peace, <laughs> um, trade a lot of assets to get Larry Tunsil and then just spent all the money on him. Then they have Titus Howard at right tackle. Um, but I don't think they're fantastic other places. So something to watch. Um, if the, Maybe this is a get-right game for the 
defensive fronts. You know, Zadarius Preston, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, maybe Kings Kiki gets in there a little bit too. Um, you start wreaking some havoc, make you feel confident, get some momentum going on the defensive front, and maybe it's more 38-17. But until proven otherwise, I, I don't I don't think they're producing enough to show an actual, you know, defense that we saw last year. We, do, we don't see that, those types of flashes this year. So I'm going to go 38-35. Packers win, move to 5-1, and one, um, and the Bears lose so we can stop seeing stupid Bears fans telling me their team is better than mine because that's just ass. Because they, they told me last last year that we were a fraudulent 13-3 and three team, but they're the best team in the NFC North at 5-1 and one with the games that they played, the teams that they played. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Graham is great. Okay, Brad. I hope you watch this. Okay, Brad. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's going to be it for us this week. As always, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Following us on Facebook, on YouTube, the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Podcast, on both of those platforms. And subscribe on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I know I just saw, I don't know if my Spotify app just updated or what, but now I get updates about when different podcast posts that I listen to every time. So that's pretty cool. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow us on those platforms to get all of our content right to your phone. And like I said, if anything else, follow us on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod because we are posting all of our content there. But until we are recapping the 5-1 Packers team, go Pack Go. Justin Jones. <laughs>